it's me, Noah Coot, along with my illustrious co-host. I don't know, I needed a word. Um, illustrious, okay. Michael Brenosh. That's a lot of pressure. You called me illustrious. I know. That's because I view you highly. You know, of course. Yeah, I mean, I view you very highly, too. Uh, my... um. Was it ex- ex- exceptional co-host Noah? <laughs> I am the exception. That's what I'm hearing. You, you, you are the exception. You, 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 you are it. You are him. The exception. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I will take it. That's awesome. How you been? I haven't talked to you in forever. <laughs> oh well, you know, um, I'm still pretty damn busy. That's that's pretty normal. Um, and it's only going to get busier after this week. This week, I have a relatively easy schedule. But turns out there's a lovely thing called sales starting at the customer site. And I work in warehouses. And so there's going to be a lot of support I'll need to do those coming weeks during the sales. Because, you know, Christmas sale, Thanksgiving or November sales. Oh, we've got Christmas shopping is starting. Black, Black Friday. <laughs> yep. And Prime All Day. All that good stuff. So we'll see how that goes, but um, I'm going to be even busier these next weeks, but I'm also pretty busy now um, and also trying very hard to balance having a life and work. Um, So, you know, uh, trying to go, I don't know, traveling a lot because I'm always trying to go back home and stuff like that. There's just a lot going on, you know, I never really catch a proper break. Maybe instead of trying to go home, you should just go to like a different city every weekend. Like, just learn how Atlanta is like for a weekend, or just like Miami or uh, Memphis or something like that. This way, feel you break out of your routine a bit. More. I mean, yes, valid, but you know, I kind of miss being home, and so I really just want to be home instead. And also because there are people back home that I care about and want to spend even time home. With. I s- like, I'm pretty sure on weekends, it's like you're just there and then, like, you leave. <laughs> yeah, so the weekends, I just go to, like, Boston and then I leave. Is that really being home? Well, I kind of now live between Boston and my coastal home. Okay. But I'm slowly adopting Boston more and more as um, my place to be. I, I mean, I haven't been to Boston forever, so I can't really, I can't really like, slack you on not going on hanging out there um yeah that's good man visiting uh any halloween plans spooky plans this weekend well you know i have very spooky plans for halloween which is called the halloween day is considered to be one of the most aggressive day of sales in the warehouse i'm working in so my plans is to be terrified to be absolute um size of uh workload that is incoming. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, otherwise, like I don't know. Day. Halloween weekend. I kind of just forgot it was Halloween weekend. I was just planning on hanging out with friends um, while I could. That's fair. I was supposed to go to Boston until I had plans. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to Boston this week. I might go next week. Uh, yeah, next week I might go. Not this weekend. But, you know, right. life is busy. It turns out being an adult kind of sucks. On the other hand, um, 
I can now afford to do whatever I want when I have free time, which is kind of cool. So, do you ever have busy. free time? Well, I really have been working hard on trying to make my weekends be as much free time as I can make them. And uh, I've actually had a nice weekend this last week, which was very, very nice. Like, I actually got to relax and stuff. Um, yeah, we we didn't back. talk about your last week. We didn't talk about your last weekend. That's that's gonna be a convo after after recording. Why is it a convo? I don't know. You said you spent a weekend with someone, and I was just like, oh, I I want to know. I'm curious. Okay, okay. I guess I guess I'll let you know later. This is this is not. I'm not talking about this in the podcast. Nope. <laughs> oh man, really funny. All right, should we delve into the podcast, like the content that we actually intend on recording? Oh, yeah, we actually have content to talk about other than ourselves. Um, You know, honestly, I don't mind being the content, but also, am I really that interesting compared to what's going on around the world? Uh, You are interesting, Noah. You you are. You're the most fascinating person. I thought I was you. Shit. We're, we're, we're competing for number one. Turns out we're just both uh, tied for number two behind whoever's number one. Kanye. Kanye's number one. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> talking about Kanye. Holy shit. What's going on with that guy? Ooh, um, I don't know where to begin. Um, Kanye, multi-platinum recording artist. Uh, I think he was a, I think he was a billionaire at one point. Or at least before this week, he was considered a billionaire. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Kanye is like pulling an Elon and being everywhere in the news. So, um, background, if you don't know Kanye, listen to music, uh, popular music in the past 10, 15 years. Um, Very successful recording artist. He was married to a Kardashian for a while. And then... He wasn't. And then he got very mad about this comedian uh, who was dating his ex-wife. And that caused a whole stir. Pete, Big Dick Energy, Davidson. Yeah, 10 inches apparently. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I swear, I hate celebrity news. I, I know things I didn't need to know. Um, then why do you follow it? I don't. <laughs> It just gets thrown into your face. I mean, it's you like, do live in the the big city. There's, of course, going to be a lot of uh, drama going on. Like, I don't follow gossip magazines. I don't follow tabloids. Yet, I still find out from, like, Snapchat and Twitter. Like, I don't know, and I don't care, but it still reaches me. <laughs> I hate it. It's a very sad existence. But, yeah. So, Ye had his whole Pete Davidson fig. And this is, like, following up. His music has been very gospely. We talked about, like, I don't know, two years ago that he was wearing a MAGA hat or whatever. Uh, he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt with uh, Candace Owens, who I don't remember if we've ever talked about this episode, but, like, she's, like, a Auntie Tom. Um, what's, a better, what's a better, like, uh, female version of Uncle Tom? Yeah, I'm, we're just going to go with Auntie Tom for now until I come up with something more clever. Um, so, like, 
so he did that. He talked about buying. A, he's apparently in line to buy Parlor. Uh, do you remember what Parlor is, Noah? Uh, social media about being like open platform shit. Yeah. So yeah, the open platform. No. Uh, they're, they're they're like we don't censor. We allow everyone to talk about anything, and coincidentally, they were the social media platform used to uh, try to overthrow the U.S. government, <laughs> and uh, they were subsequently deplatformed, etc. Uh, the company is trying to offload it, and apparently, Kanye wants to buy Parler because Kanye got himself kicked out of Instagram and Twitter. For, um, I don't remember what the initial tweets were, but then he started getting very anti-Semitic and then he got kicked out of Twitter. So he decided to buy a a whole other social media company. So this way he can say whatever the hell he wants to say. So he's pulling a Donald Trump with his, uh, what is it called? Truth platform? Yes. True social. Or an Elon trying to buy Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, but buying Twitter is like a whole other monster. Well, we'll see next week if he actually buys. Actually, uh, oh, wow. It's this week. Uh, the deadline for Twitter is this week. Uh, but if he actually buys... Uh, oh, no, 28th. So if he actually buys uh, Twitter, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah. I guess people who feel, who feel like the need to say controversial hurtful or racist or spiteful things decide that they want to buy a social network uh don't know why he wants to buy a parlor but apparently he wants to and well yeah he was a billionaire i don't know people like to have social media because it gives them a platform to uh say whatever they want and have a following and especially these kinds of people are a little uh, just just a little narcissistic. Just a little. Just and, a little. And, and it turns out, if you're a bit of a narcissist, you like it when people listen to you and agree with you. Especially when it's a huge following that is like, yes, I praise all thine words. Um, yeah. So anyways. If we're, we're going to talk about these, questionable, questionable business choices of saying whatever the these, hell you want, uh, yeah, Kanye anyways, has lost plans oh from... So slightly, these oh so slightly narcissistic people um you know i think they 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 like they're they're fueled by this need to socialize online and tell people what they think and have like that um what is it confirmation bias in their favor of people being like yeah yeah you're right yeah but it has like but this is starting this is beyond ego this is having like serious financial consequences so like if for an elon's case he might have to buy twitter for 44 billion dollars for 54 20 dollars a share uh they might negotiate down the price who knows again in three days after recording we'll find out but like <laughs> that's not like uh that's that's a consequence for uh for kanye's sake he's lost brand deals with uh well, he lost Twitter and Instagram. Uh, he lost brand deals with Balenciaga, Gap, and as of today, Adidas. Like, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe he wants to run for president someday, and he thinks it's it's helpful to his political platform to be deplatformed. Oh no, they certainly seem to think it's worth it. 
I mean, he wouldn't be the most controversial pick for a world leader because right now, turns out elections are happening everywhere. We're going to have another episode about uh, U.S. elections. Don't worry about it. But for now, we're focused on other places. Uh, most notably, this Friday, Brazil has their second round of votes for the presidential election, where it's going to be, uh, God, Jair Bolsonaro versus, I forgot Lula's first name, but Lula. Lula da Silva. Lula, Lula. <laughs> Lula is his first name. Lula da Silva, da Silva is, is his full name. Uh, which what is Obama's last name? God damn it! <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, uh, TLDR, uh, Brazil. We haven't talked about a uh, Jair Bolsonaro in like a while, but like, uh, let's see, what has he done? He's increased. Uh, he's increased the access to guns in Brazil. He wants. He hates gay people. Hates LGBTQ rights. Hates democracy. He believed the COVID was just a flu. He punished cities that took any sort of like anti-COVID measures. He's actually got charged by the parliament for you know violating human rights and like needless death. Uh, the EU sanctioned him at some point for you know causing needless death. Um. He talked about bringing the military to control the government and like elections and stuff. His uh, son has been like under investigation for corruption crimes, blah, blah, blah. And he's running and his main opponent. Well, I guess his only opponent now, since we're in the second round of elections, is Lula da Silva, the former uh, former president of Brazil, who went to jail for corruption. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not. It is. <laughs> but it is what it is. Nems the breaks. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Brazil this Friday has a choice between a illiberal president who wants to destroy democracy and very into corruption and like helping his cronies and the other one who likes corruption, very into helping his cronies, but seemingly believes in like fair elections so have fun brazil hmm. but at least they have elections so one of them is like i'm corrupt and i actually want to undermine democracy and the other one is i'm corrupt but i'm still gonna hide everything behind the veil of democracy <laughs> at least there's a veil of democracy i guess because he doesn't threaten to use the military to have his way which I guess is a I guess is a benefit. I don't know. We're we're, we're aiming with very low standards. Uh, but yeah, so that's Brazil's election, and at least like we said, veil of democracy. China also had a ma- had a massive. I don't want to call it election uh, event happening this weekend. Uh, this past week, where they had the party conference, which um. Essentially, it just means that CP, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, comes together and they decide a, bu- a bunch of like important politics, uh, like policy issues, who's going to be the next president, and what's going to be like their, uh, like the cabinet positions, and what's their goals for the oncoming years. So, surprise, surprise, for the first time since uh, Mao Zedong, 
Xi Jinping got elected for a third term as head of the party. So essentially a third term as president. Uh, a bunch of technocrats and bureaucrats got moved out. So now it's his loyalists are in charge. And yeah, I guess she she won. She's in charge. And now he got another term, which technically he wasn't supposed to get. I don't think they were expecting a third term. Well, the expectation was a third term when they removed the constitutional limits of uh, of, fir- of terms. I think we're just saying just how... Just for she. Yeah, for she. I mean, isn't he literally mentioned in the Chinese constitution? Well, he removed it from the... Oh, uh, she himself, yes. He, he is mentioned in the Chinese constitution. He removed so the term limits. Like, I don't know how they do it if it's like amendments, but it's like basically... Imagine we had in our U.S. Constitution amendment, which was literally just based on like a specific person. What is it? Uh, amendment 28. Donald Trump will be the forever leader of the free world. And we all bow down to Trump. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of wild. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, politics nowadays kind of looking wild. Although I know I think politics has always been wild around the world. Well, I mean, in Brazil's case, it's uh, tragic. I mean, there's a bunch of politics news. Like, Haiti's in the brink of, is in a civil war. The UN might intervene. Uh, we have Iran, who's going through its, uh, uh, through protests and stuff that we talked about last episode. Still ongoing. Uh, there's the whole civil war in Ethiopia. Uh, Lebanon, I'm sure, is doing great. Uh, How's Haiti doing? and not doing great there's a whole fuel there's a whole fuel shortage there's protests the government got shut down well there's no government because you know the president got killed last year was it last year two years ago last year uh yeah president got killed last year the un is considering a a whole another un peacekeeping mission to military intervene in haiti you know i'm i'm sure like i haven't been up to date but you know all things that sound like it's a stable country and not collapsing. Uh, yeah. Apparently there's a water shortage a couple of weeks ago. So that was fun. And schools are still shut down. Even though it's October. And elections that were supposed to happen this year. Apparently happen next year. Who knows. Who is even like. I feel like there has to be. A, some kind of oversight to make an election happen. Is there even anyone who can provide an oversight? Um, well, the technical leader who's in charge of Haiti is a prime minister who got appointed when there was no parliament, um, two days after the president was killed, who came into power. So, you know, checks and balances, guys. (laughs) So yeah, it's going great. It's going great. It's okay. Everything's fine. Uh... But yeah, and that's not even the wildest politics news. I think we can talk more about... There's also Italy right now that's had an interesting election. Yes, Italy has their uh, new prime minister. Um, I forgot her name. The first far-right politician since World War II. Uh, First female prime minister, too. I mean, she believes that women belong in the kitchen, but I'm... Like, female representation for Italy, yay. <laughs> but why isn't she in the kitchen? She's in the kitchen of Parliament. 
cooking up some laws, yeah. You know, to oppress other women and minorities. As we do. Oh god, I feel like this is gonna be taken out of context somehow. <laughs> oh man. But yeah. Anyways, we'll take a break and afterwards we'll talk about the wildest like electoral news uh in the world right now. Oh boy, I can't wait to talk about that one. And we're back. So, anyways, you know, we've been talking about elections all over the world, but you know there's one really interesting election um, that somebody won without really even needing to get voted in because they just kind of won automatically um, after uh, the first... Uh, anyways, actually, no. We're just going to talk about the United Kingdom. Right after the Queen dies, we finally have our first Prime Minister to serve under two royal members in, like, the last 50 years. And uh, also the shortest-serving ever British Prime Minister at the same time. Honestly, that's quite interesting of an achievement, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, 45 days. Uh, actually, I guess officially, like, 48. But, like, still impressive. So, yeah, um, Liz Truss is out. And now the Tories are looking to replace her with someone else. And all of a sudden, you know, there was... What, what was the guy's name? Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak, yeah, um, and Liz Truss were both running uh, after Boris the Johnson resigned. And then um, all of a sudden now people are saying, oh, Boris Johnson versus Rishi Sunak, because somehow um, Boris ends up playing uh, 4D chess and gets reelected as prime minister after resigning. I don't <laughs> know how. Um, so then afterwards, Boris Johnson finally pulled out for the first time in his life. <laughs> and now Rishi Sunak is the only one running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was officially named today as Mr. Yeah, so anyways, um, I don't know how, but now we have a new Tory prime minister in the UK whose name sounds very un-British. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say Indian people are not a, a staple of now what makes Britain Britain. Butter chicken but is a is I'm kind of surprised dish. the Tories allowed somebody... If a not that um, British descent uh, somehow end up as prime minister, you but honestly, good for him. But also, I don't even know if he's really a good person to have as prime minister. I, I mean, he's the reason that they're okay with uh, uh, a non-white person being in charge is that he's worth a ton of money. Apparently, he's twice as rich as the King of England. So, yeah, uh, I don't know, billionaire politician now. Uh, in the UK. Let's see how his progressive tax reform is gonna go. <laughs> Alright, let's let's do a, a a backup of why this is notable and about the Conservative Party in the UK. Uh, when we say Conservative Party, that's what they're called. The Tories are also another way of calling them. Um, you want to look up, you want to deep dive in, in British politics, have fun, go look it up online. I'm just going to give a look back on the Conservative Party's uh, reign over the UK. So, uh, to simplify, after the Labour Party uh, uh, fucked up, uh, you know, with their Iraq wars, the 08 recession, etc., um, you got Tony Blair, and then you got Gordon Brown, I believe his was his name. Anyways, they were in charge of the Labour Party. They lost. And then 
it ushered in an age of the conservative party's dominance. Uh, you had our f- the first prime minister. Oh my God, what's his name? David Cameron. Uh, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who fucks pigs. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. The one who, uh, you know, thought Scotland wouldn't pull out. <laughs> hey, I mean, he pulled out of the UK out of the EU. I mean, I, no, he did not want it to happen. He did not want it. But he, uh, as he headed out, he paved the way for it to happen. Okay, so, um, yeah, so, <laughs> the, the, uh, if you don't, so, all of this links to Brexit. I will explain this. Uh, but yeah, David Cameron, he wanted to get the Conservative Party a win. He's like, okay, we'll vote on a referendum on Scotland. He almost lost that referendum. And then he's like, okay, that worked out to my political favor. Uh, let me do another referendum. This time he lost on Brexit. So the UK actually left the EU. And then he's like, you know, I don't think I should be the prime minister for this. So he left. He did not want it to happen. He thought it was not going to happen. Yeah. But like it happened. And now we all have to deal with the consequences of it. But he's like, you guys have to deal with the consequences of my decisions because I refuse to be in charge. So he left. Then, <laughs> after him, we had Theresa May? Was that her name? I think so, yes. Okay. <laughs> then Theresa May is like, okay. I, uh, she's like the second f- female prime minister, blah, 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 of the UK. She's like, I will take care of, of Brexit. Like, Brexit means Brexit. I'll handle it. And no one liked how she handled it. Um, in fact, she almost, she called up an election, her party lost, but not completely because the Labour Party had someone else who was even more incompetent than Theresa May and David Cameron and Gordon Brown. And I honestly, he was never prime minister, so I don't give a fuck about his name. Um, but yeah, the Labour Party sucked. Um, so Theresa May is like, okay, well, I lost embarrassingly to an election, let me try to pass this Brexit deal that I'm sure everyone would love. No one loved it. No one liked it. So then she resigned as prime minister. It's just like, well, oopsie daisy. No one liked my plan. Let's let's have the next conservative per- party member go. And then Boris Johnson is like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to lead the UK past Brexit. And then, you know, COVID happens. He almost dies of COVID. He implements really strict COVID rules. He has to, uh, he has to like pen up spending. And actually, Richie Sunak was his, uh, was his like finance minister or the equivalent of. So like they had to raise spending, they had to raise taxes, you know, because you know you had to prop up the economy. And Boris was doing really fine. He was massively popular. They won an election biggest election electoral lead etc and forever and then everyone found out that boris johnson broke the law and that he was having parties during covid he broke the law in a bunch of other places and he is currently under investigation and also he was a serial liar like massive liar um so then his party is like okay we're not okay with this we want you out so <laughs> he 
He's like, he gives the Dems the breaks thing. We had an episode about this. Dems the breaks. I resign as minister, as prime minister. Uh, and then Liz Truss becomes the new prime minister. Uh, she doesn't do anything for the first 20 days of her office because, you know, it takes like a couple days to get set up. And then the whole Queen of England died. So there was a day, of, there was a period of mourning. So like 20 days after being prime minister, she launches her first official like plan. It's like, this is what I'm going to do as prime minister. I'm going to cut taxes on corporations and the richest people on the in the country. And I'm not going to have a plan to pay for it. And while in the U.S. that might get you the presidential election and half of Congress, um, in the U.K., it tanked their economy so badly that they're, that the whole... Uh, it might have created a mini recession onto itself. The, the pound plummeted more uh, uh, lower to a lower value than the dollar, which hasn't happened in like forever. In fact, some analysts called the pound more volatile than Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Um, the Bank of England had to be like, okay, we're going to do all these measures to tamp down on the economy because we need to fix our our government like fuck ups. Um, <laughs> Essentially, it was just a very, like, tumultuous period in uh, British economic history. And at one point, tabloids were doing this thing where is this head of lettuce going to stay fresh uh, before uh, before Liz Truss, like, uh, resigns for Prime Minister? Like, who's going to outlast two? Turns out the lettuce one. Because, like, 10, 20 days after she said that, she was embattled. People in her own party abandoned her. And the day after she said she was never leaving the job, she resigned as prime minister and now richie sunak who is very rich the son of two indian immigrants uh like he's worth 800 million dollars um and a former uh what is it chancellor of the exchequer or something like that i think that's what it's called the finance minister role in in the uk oh yeah exchequer yeah i was right and uh treasury He's now in power. Well, he's now the the uh, prime minister as of today, as of recording. So um, October twenty fifth. That is a brief history of conservative rule. I feel since like Brexit. We will we will be revisiting um, the UK quite a bit. I think in the next episode, as we see things develop, or in a future episode, because of course. I don't know. I always find it weird. Like, the UK isn't even really all that influential a country anymore, yet everybody hears about them. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're so influential, but... We're talking about, like, the sixth largest economy, um, the former colonizer of two-thirds of the planet. And I guess also, as Americans, it's easy to uh, talk about the, the UK as everything there is also in English. I know. They have English names. I don't have to learn the name of the of the Ayatollah. <laughs> Uh, this is all jokes. I love learning about Iranian politics and all their members, um, or like Chinese uh, members. But yeah, like Hu Jintao, Liz, uh, Liz Truss had a very tumultuous fall and push out of power. I honestly don't even know what to say. 45 days as prime minister? Like, do you know how bad of a job you have to do? That you couldn't even make it to the hundred day mark. Well, well, forty five days as prime minister, and now uh, resigned. So she gets what a sweet hundred fifty thousand pounds a year. Oh yeah, her um, 
her retirement thing pension. pension yes 143k per year i'm sure it's adjusted to inflation so you know it'll be like 200k next year um yeah 45 and she's also fairly young like um let's see uh what's her uh how old is she the shortest a sort shortest serving prime minister that's hilarious Yes, she is 47. So assuming like she lives another 30 years, which is like the uh, life expectancy in the US. I don't know the UK's one off the top of my head. 30 times 150K. Do the math. It's a lot of money. Good for her. <laughs> I wish I had that. Would be nice. That would be quite nice. Guaranteed every year. Like never has to work again. Probably not. You could live quite a comfortable life with all that. You could. Uh, must be nice. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, the UK is messy. It's very messy. And we'll see how well Richie Sunak does. He said he's not gonna... He's in favor of cutting down corporate tax, but he said he won't cut down on personal income tax. And the UK is really doing this. I mean, the Conservative Party is really doing this, so this way... The next time they have to face elections is in like two years. So they want to make sure that they, you know, prove to the country that they're not spiraling into a death spiral and bring the UK down to a second world power. Which, in fairness, it's not Richie Sunak's or Boris Johnson or Theresa May's fault. It's David Cameron for starting the whole Brexit thing. But like, now they're in charge. Or not in charge. They can resign. They can always resign. Oh, my God. Have you ever lived in the UK, Noah? Um, considering that I was born there, the answer is yes. Okay. So, like, this is your home. I, I guess this is where your, your birth country is. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I mean, at least they're more stable than... Haiti, uh, uh, Italy, they're more stable than Italy. Ukraine and Russia? Well, Russia is pretty, is pretty uh, stable. I, I mean, their leader might be unstable, but like, at least you know who's in charge day to day. Um, That's true. Ukraine hmm. is, Ukraine is, I guess, reliably stable. No, Ukraine's also pretty stable. They don't have chains of presidents or world leaders that often. Yeah, okay. I guess they're stable in that way. Um, um, I mean, their yeah. stability as a country is like almost somewhat similar because right now there's a new movement in Ireland to secede and also from Scotland who's like, the reason we stayed with you guys is because you were part of the EU and now you left the EU. <laughs> We want to leave now. Uh, London might also secede because, you know, their whole thing is like, we bank. We're very good at banking. We could serve the... The, tw- the city of London does what it wants. Yeah. Why do we- and the city of London is actually a separate entity from the government. No, London's actually... Like- the UK economy is so weird. Like, London ha- is almost, like, as wealthy as the rest of the country. 
like London by itself. Because of all the lovely banking they do over there. And that's not something you can say about New York City, New York State, California. Like California is the richest state with a GDP of like $6 trillion or $7 trillion. That is still less than a third of the U.S. GDP. Uh, but also I want to say that one thing which uh, to point out, I'm just trying to think of it. It's like there are other big banking cities in the world like Zurich in uh, Switzerland or I don't know, Frankfurt in Germany. But those are just easy ones to name because top of my head. Singapore, but, Hong or Kong. Or even like, I guess, Shanghai. No, Singapore won't work, but Shanghai in China. Oh, okay. Um, because Hong Kong and Singapore are city-states, so it's kind of hard to separate the same way London from the UK is. Um, but thinking about it, Switzerland, China, Germany are all countries that have major um, industries outside of banking and manufacturing. The UK, I feel like they kind of sold off most of their industry other than the banking they do. Yeah, I mean... They don't have, like, a similarly reputed um, industries as their banking. So, I don't know. When you got a banking hub like London, it's really they put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah, no, it's not a very, like, stable situation. Um, but, yeah. I'm sure Richie Sunak will do fine, and I'm sure that he will be a long-lasting prime minister. Maybe he'll hit the two-year mark. Maybe he'll lead the next election. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> the fact that the UK considered bringing back Boris Johnson just tells you how well it's go- it's doing right now. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. The world is a wild place, and nothing makes sense. Please help. <laughs> Alright, on that note, I think we should end this episode. We'll talk to you guys later about an episode. We're going to focus on, like, U.S. elections soon. Please register to vote where you can. It's important. We'll talk to you about who you can vote for, some special election details, and, like, ballot measures in a future episode before it. But, yeah, yeah, register to vote. Elections are at, like, end of November 8th. Bye. Bye. Y'all have a good one.